One, two, three, four, five, six. I think it's fine. But seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, basically what I'm saying is I don't know what I'm doing. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Palasek. Every week we randomly pick two movies from our DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, you can only keep one. Two discs center. One disc leaves. This is... DVD Deathmatch. Think of Uncle Boop. Is that what the theme song sounds like? <laughs> no. I've never listened. <laughs> I've never listened to this podcast. That's not true. I don't listen to podcasts. Hey, hey. Hi. Everybody. Hi. Um, how's it going? How's it going? What a week. <laughs> what a week! Last time we talked to you, it was election day. Previously on DVD Deathmatch. And now it's the following week. And somehow, <laughs> we have an answer. Yeah. It was looking for a long time like we would not know. And I was pretty convinced that this would drag out for weeks and weeks and weeks. It was a full week of not really knowing. Almost a full week. And but Saturday got the answer. Networks called it. Biden Harris. Woot woot. Woot woot. Spent the day crying and dancing and I had a drinking. I had drinking. We had shots of tequila with our neighbor. It was great. I at one point had a real urge to like flip a car. Yeah, you. I was like, we got to go outside. I am hype. You had a a pretty wild energy, (laughs) which I understand. (laughs) I was also very excited, but we don't live in New York City. No. Or even New York City adjacent anymore. No. And so all they call the videos of people freaking out in New York and like running through the streets and flags and cheering and all that and banging things. Yeah. I think you were very much like, yeah. Well, and it did happen here where we live, but it was kind of like more over on the main drag. We kept hearing like, oh, you gotta go over to yeah. this street. People are right. And but by the time we like, figured that out we had already had a bunch of drinks so it's like well we can't drive can't anywhere drive um yeah. but you could hear honking there was, there was honking, honking everywhere were... i did run to the liquor store really quick when he, when did. they won and, and uh at every intersection people were just leaning on their horns yeah and just freaking out it was great this is very very exciting and um you know the it doesn't mean everything is fixed but no, but for me, I think the reason I'm like just so um, joyful and relieved about it is the fact that it it feels like again we'll be moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. um, and especially you know that he's come out with this list of shit he wants to do right away. It's like I love, I love a proactive bitch. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're allowed to be excited about it like, no, I know, like I it's like I, I there's a lot of people who are like you know there's still so much work to do and like and i think we i think we all i think i don't i haven't encountered anyone who thinks everyone everything's fixed now yeah and i mean i'm sure those people exist but i just mean like um i think people can be excited and not and i think everyone should own their excitement and you don't have to qualify it <laughs> is how i feel <laughs> yeah i agree um, good news. Do we have any other topics at the top? You know what? I have recently completed a rewatch. I don't know why I'm speaking so slowly. I'm I don't sorry. know why either. <laughs> I have recently completed a rewatch of all the, and maybe I watched for the first time of some of them, of all the Bong Joon-ho movies. Ah, yes. And they're great. That's, that's just a little <laughs> movie topic at the top. I really have enjoyed literally every single one of them. I'd seen some of them before, obviously mm-hmm. Parasite and mm-hmm. Snowpiercer and the big ones and stuff, mm-hmm. but I had never seen a lot of them and they were really... They're just like, everyone is good. I love that. That all. You like started, you know, there, that's all. Hot wreck. That's a hot wreck. It's a cool, you know, try to talk about what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I watched all last week to distract myself while instead of now, instead of watching Steve Kornacki and stuff. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, it's time for Oakja. <laughs> um, 
instead. And it was a very nice thing to watch because also there's a thing with watching um, non-English language movies where you have to watch them. Yeah. You know, you can't look at your phone as much. Mm -hmm. And it's a, that's really helpful for like getting into the movie for me. Yeah. Well, and just when you need to be distracted from, like, staring at social media and refreshing the yeah, New York exactly. Times <laughs> page. Exactly. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Ugly Betty. That's great. That's a good rewatch. <laughs> it is a good rewatch. I love that show. It's very it's very silly, but also really well done. And uh, it's great. Yeah. This, be- this beautiful kind of Americanized homage to the telenovela. And yeah. I love it. I love that. That's what we've been watching. We've also been watching movies for the podcast. Movies for the podcast. We watch a lot of shit, you guys. Um, What did we watch this week? We watched Green Room and Hitch. (laughs) Two very different films. (laughs) Well, there's some crossover. I got nothing. Uh, They're both movies yeah they're both um uh examples of cinema <laughs> yes yeah mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, uh, they're both uh made after the year 2000 yep yep you know um uh, uh andre bazin i think or maybe it was Truffaut, called uh cinema the art of sculpting in time and both of these are that <laughs> technically All right. <laughs> Let's start with Green Room. Let's start with Green Room. Number 502, Green Room from 2015, directed by Jeremy Solner? Saulnier? How fancy is this guy? I don't Saulnier know. Saulnier Fructis? Saulnier Fructis. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you say it. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Um, Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, and our IMDb summary is, a punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. Yeah, that's Oof, correct. That is correct. That is correct. So let's start with our favorite segment, the pop in. The pop. You God don't want to call it. it the pop in. I really, I did something. It's just, pop, the pop in. Pop in fresh. Oh God. Um, <laughs> We will brainstorm some more names and get back to you. Yeah, let us know if you have any ideas, guys. So this is a Blu-ray. It's our first. A24 movie, which I bring up because when you pop it in, it's all A24 trailers. Yeah. Which is like The Witch. And Lionsgate? Um, is that the same company? Do they always work together? Oh, I don't know. I don't... Were they not all? I thought they were all Lionsgate, They might too. have been. I have no idea. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, the Lobster Room, Swiss Army Man, the Amy Winehouse documentary. Amy Winehouse All documentary. of those movies we had trailers for on yeah. this Yeah. That's what happens when you pop it in. Yeah. Um... Ba- pretty basic special features. Yeah. It. Nothing it like, like crazy. I think it was maybe a commentary yeah. and maybe like some trailers or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that stands out yes. to me with this movie. Yes. Let's get into it. And I put we put it in and I was like, when we picked it, I was excited to watch it. I remember liking it. Yeah. Um, And it was one of those where... I had a basic like overview of what it was about, but I had forgotten a lot of the details. So I was excited to watch it again because I knew that I liked it, but I couldn't quite remember everything. So yeah. I was like, oh, it'll be, it'll feel fresh, you know? Yeah. What's weird about it is that, and you're better at this than I am, but like everything, we've watched a lot of stuff, we've watched a lot of movies. I often go, have I seen that? Mm-hmm. And then you say yes, and you explain it. And I go, oh yeah. And th- even those ones that I've forgotten that I've seen, I have a pretty good like memory of it. Like yeah. I can remember, you know, um, a moment of sitting in the theater or, um, or, or where we were when yeah. we saw it. And I cannot remember watching this movie at all. Like yeah, we must've been in like, I know it's 2015. So it's like, I know where we were. We didn't go to the theater to see it. We watched it at home, but I have no like, physical tangible memory of watching it i have the same thing which is so weird i don't remember watching it at all right yeah that is weird but we both liked it and liked it enough to buy it so maybe there's something about this movie that like makes you forget where you are (gasps) or something because it is very um transporting i would say yeah yeah (laughs) um um so, it, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. So it stars uh, Anton Yelchin. No, wait. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, sorry. Before we go forward. Okay. 
If you have not seen Green Room, I highly, highly recommend you you see it because we're gonna and and don't look it up or anything because yeah. The guy who does my hair, I was talking to him about it, and he was like, who's in it? And I was like, I told him two people, and then I was like, I'm not going to tell you this last person, because it's it's a it's a neat surprise, I think. The main bad guy? Yes. The main Nazi? Yes. So, I highly recommend if you haven't seen it, don't look up who it is, just go and watch it, um, and then come back and listen to our podcast. But, <laughs> yeah, I think, I <laughs> like, think- it's not necessarily a spoiler alert, it doesn't ruin anything, but it's it's a really fun reveal who it is. And we're about to spoil that. So there's there's the disclaimer. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I think the disclaimer can also include, if we're going to try to encourage people to see it, mm-hmm. I think it can also include that I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. I think yeah. it's worth seeing. Yes. Um, I, it is very intense and yes. violent. It really is. It's, so, a, it's, it's a horror film for sure. Yeah, it is. That's what I was going to bring that up is that I don't, I didn't think of it as a horror movie, but it definitely is. It, yeah. As much as the strangers or, or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, anyway, anyway, stars Anton. Stars Anton Yelchin. R.I.P. In, in his final film. Really? This is it. This, this is the last it? one. Mm-hmm. Wow. It wasn't, oh, that's amazing. Because remember we saw. At least in, that's what IMDb says. Oh yeah. No, I trust so. it. I trust you. <laughs> um, but I thought it was, um, what was that? Thoroughbreds. Remember that? Oh yeah. That's a good one. That is a really good one. Also intense. Yes. Also. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Anton Yelchin, he is this great actor. I mean, the thing he's probably, the biggest thing he was in was probably the Star Trek movies mm-hmm. as Chekhov. Yeah. And um, he's so good as Chekhov. He's so good as Chekhov. He's so good in this. And he like died in this crazy way. Wasn't it? It was, he was like. In it, like it was like a six feet under type. It was like a six feet under opening yeah, type thing. He, like, he was like leaning out of his car, and his car rolled backwards or something, right? He, yeah, it's like he got out of his car to open his gate, and the car had not been put in, uh, in park, park. right or something, and it drifted and crushed him. Oh, oh, so horrible. Yeah, Ooh. kind of a yeah, kind of uh, very sad. Yeah. Um. So, but anyway, so he's in this. He's great. Yeah. Um, Aaliyah Shawkat is in it. Aaliyah Shawkat is in it and a bunch of really good actors. And so it's, they are this like hardcore band Mm -hmm. that is doing this like DIY tour Mm -hmm. across, I think it's the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it's Pacific Northwest. And, um, they, uh, are like scrounging for gigs. They are like about to call off the tour because they are just having all these terrible experiences. They yeah. like they run out of gas and all these things, and then they finally get this this like um, gig with like a good amount of money. And there's like a catch. It's kind of in, in the middle of nowhere, and it's in it's for a bunch of like neo Nazis, mm-hmm. which I think the movie does such a good job of kind of. Oh well, first of all, let me say sorry before we get further into it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start by saying that like. Going into it, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I need to watch Green Room this week because it is so, and this is going to be so cathartic <laughs> to watch all these fucking Nazis lose. Lose. Yeah. Again. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, spo- again, spoiler alert, that like watching it did not feel as cathartic as I thought it w- would, oh. much like this motherfucker won't leave the white house. <laughs> um, but watching the movie is so good at, at not giving you like, like yippee Kaye motherfucker. Yeah. Like, bam, yeah. You know what I mean, it's like, even when they win, it's like, Oh, this, there, there was a cost. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, sorry again, though that's getting way ahead of ourselves. Yes. Um, but I really, I was like, Oh yeah. Like let's watch some Nazis get fucking owned this week. Um, which was great. And then, but so anyway, so they're this band, they get this gig, mm-hmm. um, they, they go play for these Nazis, mm-hmm. which. They, and they open their set with. Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. Or some, yeah. It's a cover. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like great. And then, <laughs> and then they're like leaving and they go into the titular green room mm-hmm. to like get someone's phone that's left in there and they see that the not that, that some of the people at the the venue which is like um have committed a murder yes and then it's like a standoff where the nazis um and white supremacists and all those people don't want to let them leave mm-hmm. 
And so they trap them in the green room and it just like escalates from there into this like hyper violent, um, extremely intense standoff that like goes crazy in every way. And it's just, um, really well done. Yes. It's so well done. The thing that's really, really great about it is the way just it, it's, it's able to do this thing where all of a sudden you are in the middle of this thing and you, you're like, okay, how do I explain this? You are right with the band when, as far as like realization of what's going on and the realization of we're going to die. Yeah. And that's like, like, it's just so well done. Like you are not a step ahead of the movie ever. Yes. You are right with it the whole time. They do such a good job. And Anton Yelchin does such a good job Mm -hmm. of, be like I was watching him and there's like not there's like they're trapped in the room with one of the white supremacists. Mm-hmm. There's white supremacists outside the door who are saying like like there's a gun in the room and they have to tr- they're like how do we get out of like they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And Anton Yelchin does such a good job in that performance and the writing is so good and the directing is so good of conveying like yeah they he doesn't know what the fuck to do and he's just trying to figure it out right. and like making bad decisions as mm-hmm. he does it. it is, I was like this is, I mean, I, like, this is a stupid thing to think, but this is what movies are supposed to do. I was like, this is how I would be. I'd be like, I don't know <laughs> uh, what to fucking do. Can I just leave, please? Right. Like, like, yeah. You know well, what I mean? I'm just, there neg- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's no, there's none of this, like, hand-wringing about it. Like, there's yeah. no, like, oh, my God, what's going on? Like, it's not, they're not stupid. They know exactly what's what has happened. Yeah. But it's just, like, whew. Yeah. Whew. And... That, I want to say also before we move on that I remember one of the things I did remember for watching it the first time mm-hmm. was that that first that table setting, you know, of like here's the world that we're in. Of they're they're touring, they suck at it. Like they're yeah. you know what I mean. Like all that stuff is so well done. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. like that just that first ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like like it's a, it's like it's a horror movie, and I I think I told you this before. I love the first. 15 minutes of a horror movie when everything's fine. Yeah. Like, like Halloween when they're like the babysitters are like walking around the town mm-hmm. and, um, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they're like driving and stuff like all that stuff is like, I don't know. There's and and I'm like rambling at this point, <laughs> but I remember watching once upon a time in Hollywood mm-hmm. and being like, I don't know if that movie was good, but that whole movie feels like the first 15 minutes of a horror movie. Yeah. Like the yeah. entire movie feels that way where yeah. you're like just waiting for the thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the thing is like the Manson murders or whatever. Right. At the end. And then, yeah. you know, he plays with that. But like, that is like a two and a half hour movie. That's all that. Yeah. Anyway, back to green room. Sorry. <laughs> I'm fucking so just rambling. But, um, but, I I thought they did such a good job of setting up that world because that's also not a world that people like know very well or associate. I mean, mm-hmm. I it was very recognizable to me not because I like have had any association with that, but like you know, going to small shows in my twenties and and also yeah. that venue, that white supremacist venue, looks like the student center where I went to college. Yeah, like yeah. it looks like it's like the bathrooms are garbage. There's like a weird green room mm-hmm. with a bad couch in mm-hmm. it. They're, like the stage is shitty. Like it was like it looked so familiar. To yeah, me. yeah. No, I totally agree. It felt it, like exactly from your twenties, just like going to a shitty show mm-hmm. and just like it. It was very, very real with like shitty beer. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And sticky floor and yep. terrible sound and yeah. Um, okay, so here is where we're gonna talk about the the actor reveal that I think is really cool, that if you haven't watched, you should go watch. I will put a little thing in here of where you should fast forward to if you don't want it spoiled for you. Skip ahead about three minutes to the 22-minute mark. Let's talk about who the big baddie is. Patrick Stewart, baby. Fucking Patrick Stewart. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Patrick Stewart is the leader of this white supremacist team, and he's like, he's the big, he's like, he he arrives at the scene, Mm -hmm. and he like, He's like, okay, you go here, you do this, like yes, and yeah. It's like shit hits the this. fan. Yeah. The underlings, like, did you call? Is it Darcy? I think it is Darcy. Yeah, yeah. Did you call Darcy? And they, call, you know, and like he comes in and just like, fi- you know, fixes everything, orchestrates how they're gonna whatever. And I mean, it's 
It's Patrick fucking Stewart. And right. so obviously it's good. The thing that I found so lovely was, so Patrick Stewart is an actor who very clearly loves the language of things. He's very into, you know, Shakespeare. He's in a lot of Shakespeare. He's very into like the language. So watching him devour these awful lines yeah. where he's evil. like saying the N word and just like saying the most awful evil things you can think of mm-hmm. is beautiful. Cause he he's just, so good, yeah. ugh, it's so good. You guys, <laughs> he's also like, he's also like, like, so first of all, with that casting, mm-hmm. you have the fact that, I mean, for me, Patrick Stewart evokes like, Oh, this is a man who's going to come in and make everything better mm-hmm. because he's in charge because he's he has a lovely soul mm-hmm. like he's Captain Picard. Yeah, Captain Picard solves everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. And to have him be the one of the most evil Cretans on film is so such beautiful casting. And I'm just I'm just reiterating what you're saying, but he doesn't overdo it at all he plays him very it's like the casting doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and he's and like maybe his accent is a little off or something i don't really know but he but but like he does he plays it so reserved and so cool under pressure well he plays it which makes him more terrifying right he plays it as someone who is just charismatic right like mm-hmm. you have to who who gets to be the head nazi like why are you following this guy and there's no question why all these men's are just fo- men's <laughs> <laughs> these men's these men's <laughs> there's no question why all of these men are just following this dude it's and it's it's the way that he acts the way that he talks he's not the biggest he's not the scariest he's wears glasses like yeah he, 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 you know what he looks like, but there's no question as to why they follow him and why they just follow his orders. He has such, like, like you were saying, he has so many good lines where you're like, Patrick Stewart just said that, like, <sighs> like not, not the bad stuff that he says, which mm-hmm. is there's a lot of, but also just like, he says like, we all love worm. <laughs> like, cause one of the guys is named worm and he's like, look, we all love worm. And it's like... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, he's but the the my only criticism of this movie, which I do. How love, dare you? Is that in my brain? I'm like this guy. Like this guy's too competent to be a right. White he's su- too smart. It's giving white supremacists a lot of credit that they would have someone so like on it yes. who shows up and is super competent and is like, yes. you know, sorry. No, that's exactly it. That's a, like a really interesting point. Cause I wrote that down too. It's this weird thing where this movie presents neo-Nazis as competent and smart. Do you know what I mean? You've obviously, you, you've definitely got the neo-Nazis who are not like the mm-hmm. guy who, who commits the murder that the band then witnesses is clearly like, psychopath and just very dumb. I believe that's worm. worm. <laughs> um, but you then have all of these other characters. You've got one of them who has trained attack dogs. Yeah. Who feature very prominently in this film. Yeah. And it's, it's brutal and terrifying, but that takes a lot of like competence and intelligence yeah. and it's not, and they don't do the thing where the attack dog turns on him. Oh no! And yeah. in fact, they do a completely opposite thing, which is just like ooh, daggers mm. into the heart. Yeah. Whoa. But um, and you've got Darcy, who's like hella confident and just like knows exactly what to do. And he says, "You guys go. You get go get some of the red laces, which are it's obviously like the Nazis that have proven themselves. Yeah, right. You know. And he grabs a group of guys, and they go in to get these." this you know these people who are holed up and trying to survive and yes ultimately they lose but they're so competent and smart the whole film no one ever loses their head no one dies because they do something crazy yeah. or stupid or off the off the hinges i yeah and that's really like weird i think that really lends to the terror of it all because most of the time i think in like kind of general like pop culture pop culture thank you 
Nazis are portrayed as stupid and incompetent and yeah, bad like, like because white, they are. <laughs> right. Yeah, like white um, supremacists are like too stupid to live. Right. Um, but here you have a presentation of them where they're where they're intelligent, and that's way scarier because someone who thinks like that and is not stupid. Yeah. Is terrifying. <laughs> well, th- that that's uh, for me. It was like I saw that in his character of being like, okay, this. If he feels a little bit more Bond villainy than, than I think, a leader of a white supremacist sect would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's but the rest of them for me it was like for me it worked as like a good balance of like, you know these guys like I, look these are broad generalizations but like these guys like know a lot about the thing they know about which is like guns or if it's attack dogs it's attack dogs or if it's like whatever right. they like study their you know or they're like you know, nonsense pseudoscience about the races or whatever it Mm -hmm. is like they they, so, so I did like, I mean there, and there were a couple of, in the end there were those two um, who were kind of more like yokely, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but even them, like they weren't super yokely. That's what I'm saying is that like, they weren't, we've seen that before. We've seen like, Oh, I'm going to, the like, the, the bravado of going in and like, I'm like, you guys fuck this up, but I'm going to balls to the wall. I'm going to kill. Like I got this. And that was not what they were doing. Okay. They were trying to be smart. They yeah, just yeah, lost yeah. Yeah, because right, right, right. They, the band remaining band members were smarter. Yeah. But th- it wasn't like falling over or running and screaming or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it was just, they were like people, which makes it more terrifying. Right. Right. I think we, I think we agree on that, that they like present these, you know, especially like there's a guy played by Macon Blair. Mm. Um, he plays Gabe, who's like the guy that Patrick Stewart gives red laces to. Like you are. Oh this yeah, guy. yeah, and yeah. yeah. They're presented more as like human beings, yeah. which I guess is kind of terrifying. Yeah. And then in the end, it's like he almost has like a redemption thing, but then he yeah. doesn't. Kind of. I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing, and I think this all the stuff we're talking about that we're like rambling about mm-hmm. is like kind of what I'm talking about when I say like it wasn't as cathartic and like let's kill some fucking Nazis yeah. as I wanted it to be as yeah. I remembered it being mm-hmm. which I think probably makes it a better movie absolutely um but uh like you know there's Indiana Jones exists you can just watch that if you you know what I mean like um <laughs> and I, but I also don't I don't you know obviously I don't think the movie ever crosses into portraying them sympathetically in no, any way no so that's good yeah um not even slightly like you never yeah they're just not like cartoonish. That's yes. All. That's all. We're yes, saying. exactly. They're not cartoonish. Oh, we made it. We made it <laughs> <laughs> through whatever that was. Guys, Nazis are bad. <laughs> wow, <laughs> coming out hot. Oh yeah. Um, my fine, my one of my final thoughts on the movie mm-hmm. is that um, it has great wounds. Yeah. Like the wound work, the mm-hmm. like makeup and special effects of the wounds in this movie, yeah, is incredible. Is really and good and yeah, intense. And there's like a there's definitely like a couple acts of violence. There's one that I didn't remember. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Where she slices them. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's Ooh. one that I didn't remember that was like. Uh, that was crazy. And there's one that I did remember with the arm mm-hmm. where I was like, like I, like it was, I mean, we were so tense watching this movie. It yeah. is so tense. It ratchets really tense. up the tension and it doesn't stop. Yeah. So not a relaxing watch. No. <laughs> not a like rah, rah, let's kill some Nazis. No, but a really great horror film. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. And I have nothing to add except yes. Yes. Great, <laughs> great wounds. Good wound work. Um, okay. Is it available? Oh, I didn't look it up. I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I made the document. Uh, it's available streaming on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. So super easy. And then also available to buy on a thousand platforms. But it is streaming on Netflix. So I've heard of that. Me too. I know Netflix. I think it's pretty great. Um, um. <laughs> great. Love that. Um, yeah. Cool. Else? Green room. Green room. Hot Recommend. Rack. Hot wreck. <laughs> Loved it. All right. All Moving right. Moving on to movie number two. Number 562, Hitch from 2005, starring Andy Tennant. Not, no. not starring Andy Tennant. <laughs> not starring. I'm sure he's great. 
I'm sure he's a wonderful thespian, but he directed the movie. He's not starring. <laughs> you know what else he directed? What? What's your favorite movie of all time? Ever After? That's right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it's like, I was like, <laughs> that was definitely one of those, what does Mike think I'm going to say is my favorite movie of all time? So what is your favorite movie of all time? I mean, that's up. Here's it. The problem. The problem is that like I I can't. I, I'm an adult. I've grown past like. You can't like, say ever after. Y- well, no, 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 no. It's literally. It's it, it's literally that thing of like the way you don't say like I have one best friend anymore. Like that's not a thing. Like saying like I have one ultimate favorite movie. I don't think I could do that. I could give you a top three. I give you top five, top ten. But picking one, like yes, I still really love Ever After, and I'm not fucking ashamed to admit it. Ever After is a great film. How dare you? But is it my, like, favorite movie of all time? Probably not. It's very mature of you. What's your favorite color? <laughs> You're like, again, I'm... <laughs> again, like, I really I'm like a, green, I'm but, an like... Adult. <laughs> I don't have a favorite color. Great. Well, Andy Tennant directed Hitch. Great. Great. We got there from 2005. You know what? That weirdly makes sense, thinking about the two of them together. Like, they mm. have the same... Uh, flow. Okay. Feeling. No, you disagree. I don't. I don't disagree. I oh. don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I don't love know that. Why I short circuited there. <laughs> um, but no, I, it's not that I don't. It, oh god. Oh. It's not that I disagree. It's just that I'm like, yeah, sure, great. They have the same flow. Great. I'm into it. IMDb summary: A smooth-talking man falls for a hardened columnist while helping a shy accountant woo a beautiful heiress. Oh, brother. Wow. I mean, it's not wrong. No, it's not wrong. These Both of these IMDb summaries are actually, like, pretty good for one sentence. If you're going to sum up a movie in one sentence. Yeah. Great. Um, this, the pop-in for this. I hate it. I know. We're going to work on it. <laughs> um, the, it really brought home something for me, that there are just too many things. <laughs> Like there were so many, there were these trailers, and then there was a thing about like FBI warning, and then there was a thing about mm. about some other warning, Interpol or something, and like and then they you, do it in French, and then yeah. you do it in French, you can't skip. Then there's the um, this was driving me crazy. What is the word mm. for a warning that's like uh, designed to um, keep someone from litigation? You know what I mean, like the like a oh disclaimer disclaimer god yeah. that was like driving me crazy last night <laughs> i i like my in my notes i was like uh it has the the warnings the trailers the um and then i like missed a lot of the movie because i was just trying to think of the word disclaimer <laughs> and i was like this is it you your brain's going your brain's starting to go this is it this is what it's like <laughs> Oh, wow. Your brain's okay. going. All right. <laughs> it's going. Um, yeah, previews for Bewitched, the film with Will Ferrell and yeah. Nicole Kidman, which we definitely saw. We which saw is in weird. the theater. I don't remember a single thing about it. Nope. I remember not loving it. I, yeah. I think it's like Nora Ephron's final movie, which is like oh. kind of crazy because she's so um, iconic. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Who knew? Anyway. Um, and also, a preview for a movie called Zathora. Yeah. Which we is, didn't see. Which we didn't see, and I had never heard of, and you were like, oh, it's Zathora. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And, and Get on board. It's Zathora time. Duh. And it's literally Jumanji in space. Like, it's just the same concept. It makes me really mad. That's yeah. all, I, We don't have to go into it, but it makes me mad. We already did that. We, that's, what else is this podcast for then? <laughs> Going into it. That's the whole thing. Um, um, all right. So there's too many things on these DVDs. And I remember at the time, this, this was at the time when movie piracy was such a big, big problem. Thing. Yeah. And, and you know, all that, you wouldn't steal a car stuff. Problem. And I, I remember, I, I can't remember if Roger Ebert said this or if I just like read it on his website or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was like a th- one of those things where. I was like, well, if you look at the experience of putting in a DVD mm-hmm. and you look at the experience of hitting click and downloading a movie, it's, of course, people are just 
pirating movies because you put in a DVD, you get yelled at about copying right. it. You get I all paid this, for it. Right. I'm one of the people who paid for it. Stop yelling <laughs> at me. You get all these trailers you can't skip for movies you don't care about. Yeah. Like it's it, – and that was brought home to me. And obviously we live in a time now where like that's essentially been solved because yeah. no one buys DVDs anymore and you don't get yelled at about Except stealing. for us. Um, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> uh um, special features, pretty typical stuff. A gag reel. Gag reel. That was not good. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Not a good gag reel, which is ridiculous. Like you have yeah. Will Smith and Kevin James. It was not good. It wasn't a good gag reel. It wasn't well put together. There weren't any good gags. Half of them were just like bits from the movie. Yeah. Like were in the movie. And I was like. Scenes from the movie into the gag reel. <laughs> I was like, guys. Yeah. Guys, come on. So that was a real, a real letdown because yeah. that should have been killer. Is there a difference in your mind between a gag reel and a blooper reel? Um, or do they mean the same thing? Bloops versus gla- gags? <laughs> <laughs> Bloops versus gags. Um, I mean, I think if I really, I, I mean, I, I think that I don't think that hard about it, but I think if, if you, if you were like, Hey, tell me the difference between a gag reel and a blooper reel. I would feel like a gag reel is more. Is, that is what I'm saying, by the way. I'm saying, tell me the difference. Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think if someone theoretically were to ask me, well, I just did, so say it. Oh my god, this isn't working for me anymore. Um, Podcast, marriage, yeah, existence. Yep. That yes. Um, I would say that a gag reel is more of a crafted, um, crafted thing, and it would include. Uh, kind of everything. Um, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's the the reels where it's like, oh, here's an actor messing up their line. And then here's like an actor like making funny faces and dancing off to the side of the camera. Yeah. That feels like a glag. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That feels like a gag reel to me. And a blooper reel would seem more of like a just straight cut of like, Messed up lines and like falling down or like missing cues. Gag reel feels a little bit more behind the scenes, I guess. Is what I'm saying. Gag reel is like fun time. Yes. Including bloops. Yes. Blooper reel is mess up. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You're the foremost expert on gag reels and blooper reels, so that's why I asked. (laughs) Oh, well. I got nothing. Okay, great. (laughs) I was trying to think of a joke and my brain was like. Nope, not for you, ma'am. Okay. Anyway, Hitch. Hitch. Anything we can do to not talk about Hitch. <laughs> um, no, I, okay. I remember, I remember really liking this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a little bit less now. It has not, you know, 2005. It has, it has not aged as well as I would have hoped. No, definitely not. But the- it's also not like, not like pulling on your collar didn't age well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not great. I'm not defending it, but it's not as bad as it could have been. Like I was like, we popped it in and I was like, Ooh, this is going to be bad. Well, yeah, because so Hitch is Will Smith as Mm -hmm. a pickup artist, essentially. Yes. Helps, uh, you know, nerdy men land hot women. Yes. Now, but here's the thing. They never specifically say that, but that is what is going on. Like, and, and they also, they never specifically say it. And they also go out of their way. They bend over backwards to make sure that the character of Hitch is hella likable, right? right. So they yeah. like, so it's, it's, they, he never explicitly says it's nerdy guys and women out of their league. What he says is he's like, they portray it as this thing where it's like helping men find the confidence right. to talk to a woman that they love. Right. Helping women get out of their own way. Get out of the, oh, uh, right. I hate it. I hate it so and, much. <laughs> and you could see it, you know, his arc, you could see the whole thing as an indictment of pickup culture. Yes. You know what I mean? That's yes. what it's, I think in the text, they have plausible deniability to say, no, we are portraying this mm-hmm. to indict it, to say that it's bad. Like, yeah. that's fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like Green Room having Nazis in it doesn't mean it likes Nazis. Yeah. 
But you found the connection. Well done. Oh, I did it. You yes. did it. Mm. But they make Hitch so likable. <laughs> well, it's Will Smith. It's Will Smith. What are you gonna, in he's, 2005? He's, he's the likable guy. Right. Like, that's How his you, whole thing. Yeah. He's the rapper who doesn't curse or talk badly about women. Like, right. that's who Will Smith well, is. Well, and there's that, part, there's that part in the movie where a guy wants to hire Hitch just to help him sleep with a woman. Yeah. And Hitch is very upset about it and yes. says, uh, my clients actually like women yeah. and all this stuff. But then he also says all this shit about like... The women getting out of... I help women get out of their own way. Yeah. That's really where it fell apart He says, when me. she says she needs space, she's lying to you. She Ugh. doesn't need space. She's just, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff. And it's like, buddy, no. No. No, no, no. But it's just... You yeah, leave it's... the whole... Sorry, just real quick. No. The whole concept of it. Mm-hmm. Of like, like, the, like, okay, so I haven't dated, obviously. <laughs> in my life. Hey, we dated in high school. Yeah, when we were children, babies. <laughs> I haven't dated, but the the very concept of like bothering women mm-hmm. seems like re- a problem. Seems repellent. <laughs> seems like you shouldn't approach women. You shouldn't talk to them. <laughs> just leave them alone. <laughs> Am I doing this right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, great. yeah. It's great. <laughs> well, because Hitch, sorry, I'm sorry. Hitch uh, steps in when this guy is bothering Eva Mendez at a bar. Mm-hmm. He steps in. He he pretends to be her boyfriend. Yes. So that he'll go away. But also because Will Smith was trying to hit on her. Like well, he, he was, he was yeah, already exactly. trying to to get with the her. other guy. Got there first. Yeah. Like literally seconds before he got there. Yeah. The, you know, with the two drinks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, Hitch steps in, saves her from this annoying guy, and then proceeds to hit on her. And then she's loving it. <laughs> anyway, it's insane. Um, I wrote, oh, yeah, this is a glorified Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and which I don't say... Uh, to be derogatory. People love Hallmark movies. I think they have a place in our world. Right. I love a bit of fluff, but this is that it's, it's a two hour long high budget Hallmark movie. <laughs> Let's talk about that two hour length, by the way, you were like, we're going to, so we were like, okay, we're going to sit down. We're going to watch Hitch tonight. And I, and I was like, I don't remember much about it. I remember that it's epically long. And I was like, really? And it, is under two hours, technically. It's one hour and 58 minutes. It needs to be a half hour shorter. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, uh... Also, watching it, it was like, this is an... E- it's not, like, jam-packed. Like, there are easy cuts to be made. easy cuts. And then we watched the gag reel, and it was like, there were whole other plot lines yeah. that they cut out, and it was like, there's more There's of more Hitch? of this? There's, oh, they my did God. More, like, it was like the, the, the heiress had a boyfriend or something? Yeah. Anyway, um... So it is so long and it feels long. Yes. And it just feels like they're so in love with. Now, I will say there's a couple there's a couple sequences that work. There are two sequences from this film that when I think about this film, that's all I think about. And I was like I was not expecting them to be as funny as they were watching them again. Like, you know what I mean? You it's like you remember, "Oh, I remember that being funny." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's ne- it never lives up to it, and I think it we totally have lived sequences. up to it. Absolutely, we do. My two sequences are: okay. there's one where Will Smith is prepping Kevin James for his date. Um, I will say what I what I like. I'm gonna go on a tiny tangent. What I like about this whole thing of like him being a pickup artist and him this thing where they're making him the most likable version of this awful thing, right? They do. I do think it. I don't know if this is the movie, the writing, or just Kevin James does a really good job of like when he doesn't know what to do and when he's kind of inept, he is inept. But the moments where he's like confident and just and and knows what to do, or or even is just yeah, or even is just executing what Hitch has told him to do, it feels really. genuine and flows really nicely mm-hmm. i think like the moments where he, where that character is is 
like listening to her and like yeah. making a funny joke and and you know because there's a moment where Hitch says you have something that these other men don't and it's that you can make her laugh and I think that that is like an important thing to think about it's like what 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 are your strengths and play to your sure, strengths sure. you know what I mean um, anyway so Hitch is prepping him for the date and he's like okay if she asks you to dance. You have to dance, but like, or he says, like, you don't dance under any circumstances. But if she asks you to dance, you have to say yes. And Kevin James is like, oh, I got this. I know how to dance. And then he just like does this sequence of like very stupid dance moves. And it, like, I was cry laughing. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I love it so much. I love it. And the combination of Will Smith's like, Slapping him like stop it, yeah, and and his just like absolute goof physical comedy. I'm like so here for it, yeah. So that's sequence one. Great. The second sequence that I love is when Will Smith has an allergic reaction, yes. and like at first he's like I'm fine, I'm fine, and then he like catches his reflection. And he's like oh, yeah. that's <laughs> he's just legitimately like funny. Drinking children's Benadryl, yeah, and it's just so it's so funny. I mean, I think that's the thing with this film is that like you have two people who are very funny in it. Yeah. I agree. I think, so I like the, the allergic reaction is funny. Mm-hmm. His thing in the drugstore is funny. That, yeah. That allergic reaction thing where he's drinking the Benadryl. Mm-hmm. And then I do like the part where he kicks Eva Mendes in the face and she falls <laughs> off the jet ski. Oh, yeah. Those are the two things I thought were funny. <laughs> in the whole two hours. Yes. So I'm going to say that's maximum 15 seconds. <laughs> Um, oh, oh. <laughs> now it's now it's Will Smith is charming to watch. Eva Mendes is fine. She's gorgeous. Sure. Uh, uh, Kevin James, I don't hate him. He's great. I I don't hate him. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, there's. It's not like it's not like a terrible watch, but it is way too long. Yeah, it's way too and long. I think my thing is that like Eva Mendes is fine. I find I find her character generally unlikable and then also I don't think that she's doing a good job trying to make me like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz she's this like hardened like gossip column journalist and like I guess she's been hurt in the past and like Oh yeah, she has trauma, remember? Right. There's a scene where they share their trauma and her trauma that she's like getting over mm-hmm. is that when they were kids, she and her sister were on a lake and her sister fell in and then got out. And I was like, <laughs> That's it? That's your big it's like this heart, you know, they're just really trying to get at your heartstrings. Yeah. And the sister was like had to be resuscitated. And I was like, Sure. Yeah, you're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Your sister falling through the ice? Not yeah, about not you. Not even you. <laughs> yeah. So the, I think, unfortunately, the the character is not, you know, the, the female lead in this is not a very strong character, which is a bummer. Um, however, we got about halfway through this movie and I was like, we're watching a romantic comedy that stars a black man and a Latina woman. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge movie. Right. It was huge. That's like pretty great. Sure. <laughs> I, and not something you see a lot of. Right. And that so, is to be commended. And I'm into yes, it. Yes. Yes. Um, they do not. I mean, they, there's no, like, I guess it's, I get, yeah, I guess it's a Will Smith movie. So there's never any kind of talk of race or anything like that. Like, there's no. no yeah. There's no acknowledgement that that's. Exceptional in except, any way. Yeah, exactly. Which I think yeah. is a way to do it. That's fine. Yeah. Also, it takes place in New York City. And. Yeah. It's lovely to see New York. I had that thought, like, you know, so A, it's one of those movies where she's a, she works at a newspaper and Mm. also has a loft in Soho. Oh my God. That is enormous. And it's like. Like an insane loft. Yeah. Insane Soho loft and just is like, is a gossip columnist. It was like very (laughs) like, do these people have health insurance? What's going on? (laughs) Like, like, I need to see the books here. (laughs) Um, I need a pay stub. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And also, like, wow, like, the media was different. Although mm. I think it was probably ludicrous at the time also. Mm-hmm. But definitely now. Um, the uh, other thing, this this is probably just because I was bored, but, like, three quarters of the way through, I was like, 
this is happening during the Bush administration? <laughs> like, Hitch is happening during the Bush administration? These people are just, like, doing this while the Iraq war is going on? Like, oh, no. you know what I mean? Like, I just started, like, thinking about how close they were to 9-11. <laughs> like, how, and, like, where they, where Hitch was on 9-11 and stuff. It was, like... You got I, real I got deep. Lots All to right. think about. Lots to consider. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it's 2005, so there is, uh, you know, some... I would say for the era, fairly mild, like, homophobia jokes happening. Yeah, there's like, definitely, there's like, like, gay panic shit happening. Yes, which is, exactly. like, pretty repellent yeah. to watch. But again, I think for 2005, it's not as bad as I was bracing for. It's not good, but it's not as bad as I was bracing for. That's fine. You defend um, it. That's fine. I'm not I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Goofs. Um... But again, it's like plausible deniability. This whole movie is plausible deniability right. because it, the scenes that are happening, you could say that the comedy, I'm quoting fingering, you can't see. That's a terrible <laughs> I would way. also put quotes around comedy. <laughs> that's a terrible way to say that, quotey fingering. That's an awful term. Anyway, I'm putting up quote fingers. Fuck. <laughs> um, the word finger inherently isn't, well, yeah, I guess it is. Never mind. <laughs> It's filthy. Yeah. Dirt tea. What was I saying? Fuck. Um, oh, 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 the, 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 um, the scenes, the scenes where, where it's happening, you could have some plausible deniability in saying that the comedy is coming from, um, the, the silence and how close they are. I'm not saying that that is not also playing into like, like you said, gay panic. Yeah. Like, um, isn't, wouldn't it be crazy if they kissed? Right. And that's, I mean, like, SNL still does that, like, every week. Like, has, like, oh, boys kissing. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, it's very it's crazy. dumb. It's and very like, dumb. And then also, they do kiss briefly. Yeah. And Will Smith, like, freaks out. He does. Which, you know, which is really gross. Yeah, it's bad. I think there's something, um, just, like, I think we were saying this, in the premise of it, like, there, there's no way... To see a person hit on another person, like in a bar or whatever, mm-hmm. and have it look good. <laughs> like, it's just not, you're, you're never gonna make that person look cool or yeah. likable. Yeah. You're, you're bothering her. Leave her alone. <laughs> like, but are you? That's the whole thing is that, like, it turns thing. out he's not bothering her. She's into it. Right, because it's written by a dude. Like, <laughs> Also, like, this is a tale as old as time, fucking mm-hmm. Cyrano de Bergerac, like, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I just think in 2020, that doesn't play. Like, Cyrano doesn't play at all? I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something with it because I What think- if Cyrano is a girl? <laughs> bum, bum, bum! <laughs> all girl Cyrano reboot. It ruins my childhood, man. Wait, fuck, that would be great. All girl Cyrano? Like, all girl? Cyrano. De, de Hergerac. Shirano de Hergerac. Okay. Ah, copyright. <laughs> Cut this out. Cut this out. <laughs> um, all right. We're almost done. Yes. With this. I, I mean, okay. Our food's here. All told, all told, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. It's too fucking long. There are flashes of comedy and the rest of it is garbage. That's how I feel about Hitch. You do not get to put the fucking Ghostbusters firehouse in your movie and just pretend that it's a different firehouse. Like they, it's like five minutes in the movie, they just show the Ghostbusters firehouse and they're like, yeah, you know, like for fires or whatever. And it's like, no, that's like in a iconic movie already. You can't just like show that. Okay. I'm flipping the page. Let me just go through my notes. Gay panic shit. George Bush is president. (laughs) Allergy sequence is funny. The score all sounds like interstitial music from Family Matters. Oh, yeah. The score is terrible. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Bing, bong, bing, boom, boom, bong. He has these terrible long speeches about what love is that make zero sense. Yeah. That are like, you know, when you love someone... That's like a tree falling into a quarry. And like, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, there's a weird thing where they, and they almost point it out, but they never quite get there of of how ridiculous it is. But he has all of these, like, Hitch has all of these quotes in his back pocket of like, 
what's the one where they're like toasting and he's like, Oh, he says like, he says like never lie, cheat, steal, or or drink. drink. But if you must lie, lie to God himself. No, and it's if you lie must, with the one you love. Lie with the love. <laughs> lie to God himself. What? Where did you and go? And if you must cheat, cheat death. Yeah. And if you must drink, drink in life's moment. It's like yeah, it's like so, so cheesy and just like stupid. very live, laugh, love, but coming from this like pickup artist yeah. guy. It's very weird. Um <laughs> in the face of death. Yeah. There's also like a lot of, of, of uh of telling instead of showing happening mm-hmm. like where the characters are just literally giving their backstory like the like the Ava Mendes character says like says like I'm focused on my career like I'm you know like she yeah. has a line where she yeah. says that and it's like no you're a movie show us that <laughs> show us that she's focused on her career don't yeah. ever have a conversation with her bestie about like I don't need a boyfriend right now I'm focused on my career yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's so it's really bad it's really bad um. Yeah. Yep. Hitch. Hitch. Uh, this is another one that doesn't seem like. Uh. Oh, is it available streaming? It is. It's available on Fubo. <laughs> we keep talking. <laughs> we. I swear we didn't make up Fubo. <laughs> um. You can also purchase it pretty easily on on the other you know Amazons and what Fubo. have you. Fubo. Fubo. I refuse to look up what Fubo is. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. Um. Great. Well. This feels like another one that's a no-brainer. If you're okay with it. I am okay with it. I don't ever need to see Hitch again. Great. All right. R.I.P. Hitch. Yeah. You died. (laughs) You kissed another man and you died. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Great. Great. I'm really hoping we get a a matchup that's better soon. (laughs) That's like a little more intense? Yeah. Well, just like a little bit. I feel like they've been all... They've... mm, I feel like they've all been like really easy recently and I feel like I'm hoping for a better, I guess, yeah, I, I guess, guess what I'm saying is that we have more shit in our collection than I was anticipating. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> all right. We ready with that spreadsheet? Yes. Let's pick the next matchup. Hey Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between one and 1,320. A random number between 1 and 1,320 is 728. From 1982, The Last Unicorn. Oh, interesting. 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 Yeah. Have our children watched that? I don't think so. Interesting. And I don't know if I've ever seen it. What? Really? Really. Although I think I did when I was a kid. But anyway, we'll into it yeah that was it was heavy rotation it might be one of those where like when i watch it i have a real like uh food critic and ratatouille (laughs) madeline thing happen Uh, but uh, or maybe i never fucking thought who knows maybe um all right let's see what's going up against it hey siri Uh uh-huh pick a number between one and 1320 a random number between one and 1320 is 655 from 2006, Jackass number two. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, that'll, that's going to be a fun watch. It will be a fun that's watch. That's going to be a fun watch. It will be. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Is there a lot of vomiting in that one? Do you remember? Probably. That's also like a tough one, too, I think. Yeah, it is going to be a tough one. Because it's like, they're very different. Yeah, they're very different, but also beloved. No spoilers. No spoilers. All right. Um, <laughs> we spoiled it. We love them both. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, why we, that's why we own them. It, it should be. A, it should be. It should come with the territory that we own them because we love them. Not true. Not in true. Our house, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. We own because it was two dollars. Two dollars. <laughs> And we love physical media. All right. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We are everywhere at DVD Death Match. We're on the Instas. We're on the Twitters. We're on the Gmails. We're on the World Wide Web. Uh, come and find us. Yeah. Tell somebody. Tell Ta- a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tweet a tweet. Uh, yeah. I, it feels like uh, people should listen to this. <laughs> 
This is I'm doing the thing where I'm yelling at the people who listen. I'm doing the exact thing I just said. You are. I'm yelling at them. No, we love you guys. Um, all right. All right. Come back next week and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. I want you said you have Will Smith and Kevin James, and I was like, no, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's in this movie because I for a second I was like, wait, we're talking about the Bewitched remake. <laughs> I'm. This is going to be like this podcast. You're going to listen back to these. You're going to be like, yeah, that was the start of this when is... he started to go, and then they found the 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 you know the crayon in his brain or whatever Homer Simpson style. The cashy you should. I literally up there. was like, yeah, Bewitched. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, Bewitched. Well, here's what I thought about it, and it's like we didn't watch <laughs> we that, Mike. <laughs> Watch that. Get your shit together. <laughs> oh man.